Don't you just hate it when you're driving along and you look up in front of you and all you see is brake lights and it one after another, they're stacking up and you can see orange signs and you can see lights and you can see flags and direction and you realize you are getting ready to be forced to go out of the way. I hate going out of the way. I hate driving out of the way. Don't you, isn't that so frustrating? And you just get all worked up and you're like, no, not today, not now. You ever had that moment and then you get a little bit closer and you realize there was a wreck and you feel awful. Right? You feel terrible. It's just me like, oh, Donna will point that out. My wife, she'll say, hmm, yeah, maybe we should pray for them. Like, oh, oh, oh pastor man, you're a little too worked up. Yeah, and sometimes it's just construction, and then other times it's just a stinking detour, right? They just you're gonna make you go out of the way. And isn't it true that I mean, all all joking aside, it is at the most inconvenient times, isn't it? it you seem to always happen in moments when you got to be somewhere, and and you're so busy, and this is so inconvenient. I'm running behind as it is. Yeah, here's the deal. It doesn't just happen on the highway. I, I've noticed, and maybe you've noticed this, maybe you've had this experience, that much of our lives are out of the way. Much of our lives are lived out of the way of where we wanted to be, where we hoped to be, where we even prayed to be. I've noticed that things often don't go as you plan, as you hope, and this is frustrating, or even as you pray. You notice that? Or is it just me? I don't think it's just me. I, I think I've talked to enough of you through the years to know that this is just reality in life. Life often is more difficult and takes longer than we anticipate. And we have phrases for it. Well, I didn't plan on that. Well, I didn't see that coming. Well, I never would have guessed that, and then we fill in the blank. I think we've all had those experiences. Absolutely we have. I want to ask you a question that I think kind of brings this to a really pointed place in our lives. And, and this may be a kind of an uncomfortable question, and this may be a frustrating question for you to ask and to wrestle with. I want, I want to ask you not to, to be vocal out loud with it because it could, you know, it, it could damage your reputation, depends on how you answer this. But in all seriousness... Do you believe that God has your best interest in mind? I mean, do you really believe that? Do you really, really believe that God has your best interest? That, that he knows what's best and he's actually going to do what is best for you. Now, immediately, immediately, your gut reaction may be a quick, yeah, of course, because, you know, you're in church, right? I mean, maybe you were like, I don't know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Abs yes, God, absolutely, I, I think that. But, but then deep down, once that subsides a little bit, if you really start thinking through this, you're not quite always sure how to answer that question. Maybe immediately some of you are like, well, no, 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 I don't. I don't think God has my best interest in mind. I don't know what God is up to, but I don't think it's what's best. And if you think that, you think that way and you feel that way because of what's happened to you in life. 
And to be quite honest, if what has happened to you had happened to me, I might very well think the same way that you're thinking and feeling right now. In fact, you may feel that so strongly that it might be the reason why you've walked away from faith and you're struggling with a lot of doubt and you're not so sure. I, I, don't, I don't know because, no, I don't think this is what's best. No, I don't, I don't think that what God did or what God allowed was, was good here. I, I disagree with God on this. And perhaps that is why you have friends that have walked away from God or walked away from the church. You have family members that have kind of turned their back on God because of what has happened to them. That is a very common experience. Or maybe you want to say yes to this question. Everything inside of you wants to say, yes, I believe it, but you're just not sure because of what has happened to you. And you may even be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, and you're not quite sure how to answer this question. You know how you should answer it. You know how you want to answer it, but you also know how you feel because of the detours that have come your way in life. Consider this. What if, just what if, God's best involves a detour. Are you willing to consider that? What if God's best for you because of what he sees that you don't see, because of what he knows that you don't know, involves a detour? The prophet Isaiah tells us that God knows things we don't know and that God thinks things that we don't think, and, and that's the difference between us and God, that there's a gap. There's a gap between what God knows and what you and I know, and what God sees and what you and I see, and how God thinks and how you and I think. And that would be, you know, we would assume that would be the case, right? I mean, because if he's God of the universe, you would think he's a little bit more whatever than human beings. But it's frustrating, though, when you're living in that gap. When you're living in the gap, and most of life is in the gap, between what God knows and what we know and what God sees and what we see and what God thinks and what we think. Yeah. What if God's best involves a detour? King Solomon was writing to his children much wisdom in the Proverbs, and he shares this with his kids. He wants to make sure his kids know that, kids, I want you to know your ways are in full view of the Lord. In other words, he doesn't miss a thing. He sees everything, and he examines all your paths. Full view. Your life is in full view of the Lord. So even this detour that you wish you could do without, God is fully aware of what's going on here, fully understanding the situation. And you and I are in a place where we are going to have to trust what God sees because he has full view and what you and I don't see. You and I think we have full view. We think we know. We often convince ourselves that we got it going on and we know exactly what would be best for us. But see, we don't have full view. God has full view of what we don't fully see. And so are we willing to trust what he sees that we don't see in your relationships, in your finances, in your job, with your health, you fill in the blank, with the direction of your life. Are we willing to trust what he knows that we don't know? Because see, he sees the full view. He has a different vantage point. And his ways and his thoughts are way above our own. Are we willing to consider? Perhaps, perhaps, 
He's trying to protect us from something that we don't see that he sees, that we don't know that he knows. And he's rerouting us in our lives. And what we would see as a detour, he's rerouting us to protect us from something. Is that not possible? Of course it is. I mean, we've all had those moments where we're on a detour and we're like, what in the world? This is the most inconvenient thing. And then you get up there and you're like, oh, the bridge is out. <laughs> Whew. Well, okay. Glad we didn't go off in there. And you didn't know it. You didn't see it. Somebody had a view of something that you didn't have. And so they enforced a detour on you to ruin your day or to save your stinking butt. Could it be that he's protecting us? Could it be? Could it be that this detour is all about God providing for us in a way that we would have never imagined? That God knows what's coming up. God sees what you see. He knows what you don't know. And you're going to have to trust that because it could be that God's like, I want to provide, I'm, I'm trying to provide for you in a way that you don't understand. And the, and the best way for me to provide for you is to allow you to go down this path or to take you down this path that you wish you could do without. Or, or maybe God is preparing us for something. And he sees way down the road and he knows what's coming way down the road in your life with your kids, with your job, with your health, with a, with a challenge that you're going to face, something that's going to happen in the neighborhood, something that's going to happen in our country. I, I don't know. God knows what we don't know, and he's preparing you. He's preparing me. So the best way to prepare us is to send us down this road we wish we didn't have to go. You know, the truth is many times we have no idea why we're on a detour. We have no idea. And sometimes we get through the detour and we're like, what? Any idea why we're, we just went through all of that? Or did some guy in the DOT just forget to take the cones up last night before we went to bed, right? I mean, we have no idea. But it doesn't matter, really, when you're on the detour. Really, ultimately, it doesn't matter. You're on the detour. You're on the detour. But could it be that it has everything to do with God's best? I mean, we assume. We assume that God's involved some way. Even people who don't follow God, even people who don't believe in Jesus would assume that the higher power is involved at some point in what's going on in our lives. And that would be a, a very solid assumption. That God is involved some way, somehow. And, and in Christian world and in church world, we have, we have a phrase for this. That God's involved in our lives and all points in our lives. This is the way we say it. And if maybe you're new to church or you're not a follower of Jesus, but you have Christian friends or friends who come to church and that's why you're here because they drug your butt here and you're, or, you know, they tricked you. They said, hey, we're going to breakfast. Oh, look, you know, whatever. But you've heard them say stuff like this, that this is how we say it. That God has a plan for our life. Doesn't that sound wonderful? God has a plan for our life. That's a wonderful thing. That's a wonderful thing to hear, unless you're on a detour and you have a friend that wants to tell you that. Well, you know God has a plan. Well, you know I'm going to choke you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And see, we want to take it one step further. Not only do we say that God has a plan for our life, we say, no, 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 God has a wonderful plan for our life. 
God has a wonderful plan for our life. We say that and we believe that. Here's the deal. Listen very closely. There is more truth in this statement than you could possibly imagine. God certainly does have a wonderful plan for our lives. But it is really hard to deal with that statement and to warm up to that statement and to get your mind and your life around that statement and to feel the reality of this when you're on a detour and life ain't going the way you hoped, planned, or even prayed. Let's just go there a second, okay? You ever gotten frustrated? Because this wonderful plan ain't so wonderful? You ever gotten frustrated with that? Well, let me just answer that for you. I have. I mean, there have been many days I've been like, God, what's with this wonderful plan? This wonderful plan of yours stinks. I don't like it. It doesn't feel good. I'm like, Pastor, I'm so disappointed. It was bound to happen. Here's the deal. When this is our focus, and even though this is a very true statement, when this is our focus, as human beings, we begin to constantly focus and evaluate how wonderful the wonderful plan is. That's our focus. Well, it's wonderful today. I got a new job. I got a raise, right? My neighbor moved. Right, but my life is wonderful. This is great. God is answering my prayers. And then there are other days where you lose the job. The lab report is positive for something that's going to turn your life into a negative direction. Or they say, I want a divorce. Or your kids don't come home. You fill in the blank. And it's not so wonderful. When you're constantly in the evaluation mode of how wonderful life is or not, it's frustrating. You're just on a roller coaster, roller coaster constantly. It's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad, it's good, it's bad. I think there's a better way to understand this. There's a much better way to interact with this statement. And let me suggest it to you this way. That God works everything in your life into his wonderful plan for your life. There's a big difference between this and God has a wonderful plan for your life. Well, it doesn't feel wonderful, it doesn't look wonderful, it doesn't seem wonderful. Okay, we'll consider this, that God works everything, good and bad, into his wonderful plan for your life. That's a whole different way of understanding it. This is a much more accurate way of how it actually happens. That God takes everything. Now, I'm not saying that God is up in heaven somewhere pushing buttons and working levers and all this kind of stuff. I'm not, but he is the master designer. And God is the master designer who can take everything in your life that happens to you and even everything in your, life, in your life that you do. And he can still achieve his purposes in your life through it. So you're like, well, that doesn't matter what happens in life then? Well, of course it matters what happens in life. We'll get to that. Well, it doesn't matter what I do then? Well, of course it matters what you do. We'll talk about that in a minute. But just know that no matter what happens to you or what you do, God is a way because he's a master designer to figure out a way to achieve his purposes in your life. Again, like we talked about last week, God never promised plan A. You're never promised that plan A is going to work out in any area of your life. But I tell you what we do know is that God is the kind of God that can take plan B, C, D, E, and F. And when you have run out of letters he can still achieve so much more than your and my plan A 
could have ever achieved. Let me show you one more thing before we move on. God has a wonderful plan for your life. If that's your focus, your energy is always evaluating how wonderful the wonderful plan is. And it's frustrating when it doesn't seem so wonderful. But if you focus on this, that God works everything in your life into his wonderful plan, then our focus is not on how wonderful the plan is. Our focus becomes how wonderful God is. Because no matter what happens, God has a way of bringing it into your life in a way to achieve purpose. You see the difference? And so our lives are so much better focused not on how wonderful things are, but how wonderful and amazing our God is who can take everything, the good and the bad, even the detour, and work it into his wonderful plan. Hey, this is precisely what Paul was writing to the first century Christians in Rome. This famous verse, one of these classic verses that we talk about all the time, when he wrote this. This is exactly what he was saying when he said, and we know, and we know this, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and have been called according to his purpose. In all things, so important, God works. In all things, God works. He didn't say that everything is good. He didn't say all things are good. He said God takes everything in all things. God works for the good. So he takes everything and he works good out of it. He didn't say everything is good. He just says the end game, God will get good out of it. So in your life, if you're on a detour and you don't see good and you don't feel good and it ain't good and you can't understand good, understand God sees what you don't see. He knows what you don't know. And if it ain't good yet, hmm, you're not through the detour yet. He's not done yet. It's not over yet. Because this is who God is. He works everything in your life into his wonderful plan for your life. Or we can say it like this. Remember how frustrating it is to go out of the way? I think this is what God is teaching us here. What seems out of the way is often actually on the way to God's way for us. I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to think about what in your life right now seems and feels and looks out of the stinking way, makes no sense. I didn't ask for this. I didn't pray for this. I actually asked and prayed for the opposite of this. And so I don't know what's happening. Is God punking me? What is going on? No. No, 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 no. Here's what's going on. What seems and feels out of the way often is on the way. Because God works everything. He takes everything and he works it into his wonderful plan on the way to God's way for us. Now, I did say often. The word often in there is very important. Because let's be honest, sometimes we do and say stupid stuff. We make unwise choices. That unnecessarily reroutes our lives and delays our lives. And we bring detours sometimes onto ourselves consequences for unwise choices and unwise living. And, and, and yeah, we got a word for it. We're going to do a whole series on this in, in a few weeks on sin. Sometimes it's just downright sin. We get in our own way. We self-sabotage and we make things worse. And God would have never wanted that for us. In fact, God would want the opposite for us. But even then, even through the consequences, even through the unnecessary delays, God even then has a way of getting us back on the way to his way. 
for us. So even when we cause the out of the way and we have to suffer consequences, God has a way through those consequences and teaching us lessons that he really wished as a loving Heavenly Father, we wouldn't have learned, we wouldn't have to go down this road. Parents, you know what that's like. Grandparents, oh, come on, come on, come on. You're getting in your own way. I wish you didn't have to do this. We didn't have to have this conversation. Wish we didn't have to go through all of this. But since you did this, then I've got to teach you this. You see, even when God has to do it like that, even through, mm, here's this word, judgment, even through judgment, God has a way of getting people back on the way to his way. It's all about trusting in his better and bigger picture. What seems out of the way, this is just how God works. Get this. The better you get this, the quicker we get this, the better off you're going to be. What seems out of the way is often on the way. It's on the way to God's way for you. Let me give you two quick examples from the scriptures that I, I, I think just bring this to life. First of all, I, I think of the life of Joseph in Genesis in the Old Testament. Probably I think of that not just because I'm a pastor, but because that's my favorite, that's my favorite story. That's my favorite person to read about in, in the whole Bible. I mean, other than Jesus, yes, I get it. But Joseph, just fantastic story. Genesis, read about it. You talk about a detour. Joseph's life was a very long, out-of-the-way detour. Joseph was one of 12 brothers, and they hated him. I mean, there's, it, there's sibling rivalry, right? I mean, if, if you got kids that are similar age, especially if you have boys similar age or girls similar age, you know, sibling rivalry is a thing. It's a real deal. And it's normal. It's normal for kids to mess with each other, you know, mess with my brother, mess with my sister, you know, kind of thing, for them to get on each other's nerves. But this was a whole other level, y'all. His brothers hated his guts. Now, he did this thing where Joseph had this dream and he, and he unwisely, hindsight being 2020, he unwisely shared this dream with his brothers. So something about his brothers one day coming to him, bowing down to him, worshiping him, you know, kind of thing. Joseph, you're the best. You're awesome. Joseph, we need you. Joseph, you're the greatest. And I, I don't know why Joseph shared that with his brothers. I mean, that just ain't going to go well. That's not going to go well in any century. That's not going to go well in any country. So, you know, way back B.C., he shared this with them. And it just made it worse. They were so ticked. It fueled their hate so much, they threw him in a pit. Okay, I can see that, right? Throw him in the hole. They put him in the hole. Put him in just there. Didn't decide what to do with him. Well, it really took a bad turn. It went beyond messing with him. They decided to sell him to some Egyptian traders, slave traders. And then tell dad, Jacob, that Joseph had been killed by wild animals. And they staged the whole thing. I mean, this, okay, now we've gone too far, fellas. Okay, this is, this is a serious deal now. So now Joseph ends up in Egypt. His father's heartbroken. His brothers are living with guilt. Joseph ends up in Egypt in slavery, working for a guy named Potiphar. If you're Joseph, you're going, man, how do 
did I end up here? What, I mean, okay, next time I'm keeping my dreams to myself, but that, I should not have been treated this way because I was just like, hey, guess what I dreamed? This is just, this is a detour. This is out of the way. Potiphar's wife notices that Joseph is a handsome young man. She's got the hots for him. So she comes on to him. She tries to seduce him. He resists, he resists because Joseph was a man of integrity. He resists, he resists, he resists until one day she came on so strong, he ran, she grabbed his outer garment, pulled it off of him and cried, wolf, Joseph tried to seduce me. Framed him, blackmailed him, made up the whole thing. If you're Potiphar back then, what do you do? Take my wife's word for it or this employee, this slave that I... I got to go with my wife on this. And Joseph gets thrown into prison. It's going from bad to worse. Man, this detour, this detour is going way wrong. This, this is out of the way. This is not just out of the way. This is disaster. Joseph ends up in prison for years and basically is forgotten about. He thinks. He thinks he's forgotten about. I mean, you feel the same way. There was a couple opportunities where Joseph looked like he may get out. Nah, he was forgotten about. Until one day, Pharaoh had a dream. When Pharaoh had a dream, Joseph had the opportunity. I'm, I'm summarizing a lot. This is a great story. You ought to read it. He helped Pharaoh understand what his dream meant. Pharaoh was so impressed, he pulled Joseph out of prison, promoted Joseph to second in command in leadership in Egypt, second only to himself as Pharaoh. Joseph helped prepare Egypt for a famine, a devastating famine, and helped Egypt survive the famine. Not just Egypt, but the surrounding parts of that countryside, which included even his own family. Joseph was able to leverage his ability and his leadership skills to help Egypt survive an incredibly devastating famine. Until one day... Joseph doing what Joseph is doing in leadership under Pharaoh. And lo and behold, here's Joseph's brothers standing right in front of him asking for help. Dun, 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 dun. Joseph recognized them. They didn't recognize Joseph because Joseph is now Egyptianized. He looks different. He dresses different. Got a different haircut. He walks like an Egyptian and talks. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> You knew that was there. It was just right there. You just had to take it. Joseph was overcome with emotion. He pulled it together. All these thoughts and all these memories, the pit, being slowed in slavery, and Potiphar's wife lied on me, and I'm prisoned for years. All this stuff is flooding back. Joseph had the opportunity. He could have lifted the heads off his brother's shoulders, and nobody would have questioned it, not even Pharaoh, because that's how powerful Joseph was. This is what Joseph said to his brothers instead. He said, you intended to harm me. But God intended it all for good. What? Romans 8, 28, what we just read that Paul wrote hadn't even been written yet. I mean, thousands of years before that was written. We got the same thing here. God intended it all for good. He took it all, the pit, Potiphar, prison, took it all 
He worked it for good. He brought me to this position so I could save the lives of many people. He brought me here so I could save the lives of many people. What was Joseph saying? He even, he even saved his own family. He ended up moving his family to Egypt and taking care of them. He saved his own brother's lives. Saved his own family. You know what Joseph was cluing into? Is that what often seems out of the way, it's actually on the way to God's way because God saw something that was getting ready to go down in Egypt that Joseph didn't know about. God knew something that was getting ready to go down that was going to threaten the lives of even his own family. And God had to allow Joseph to go through a devastating detour to position him strategically where now we tell his story over and over again. Dr. Tony Evans, I love listening to him through the years, I heard him say this not too long ago, that God does some of his best work when you think he's not doing anything at all. Yeah, I, I just, I'll just leave this here a sec because y'all need to take a picture of this. This is good stuff. You need to remember this. Sometime this week, you're going to need to remember this. God does some of his best work. When you think he's not doing anything at all. That's what happened to Joseph. Do you know when Jesus was hanging on the cross, that's also what was happening? Where's God? His own son is being crucified on a cross. I'll tell you where God was. He was right smack dab in the middle of all of that, saving the world from their sin. The cross looked like a devastating detour, but we know looking back now, it was a destiny of God's design. What looked out of the way was actually on the way to God's way for saving the world. Detours are often destinies of God's design. So what about yours? What about your detour that you're on right now? You know, you know, you know. Marriage, children, I don't know. Job, career, finances, health, you know exactly what's going on in your life that feels and seems and looks out of the way. And you can't figure it out. Doesn't make sense to you. Seems out of the way, looks out of the way. The destiny you want in your life will often come through the detours you wished you could have done without. The destiny that God wants for your life will often come through the detour you don't want. And the detour you wish you could have done without. We see it time and time again. Now, this is just a different way of thinking. It's just a different way. It's a different way of processing life. I get it. It affects your attitude and your perspective if you see it this way. And it gives you energy. Here's what I don't want you to miss. When you start thinking this way and looking at your detour going, it looks out of the way, but maybe it's not out of the way. Perhaps this is on the way to God's way. This gives you energy and courage and encourages you to hang in there. Because no matter what it looks like or feels like, you're still on the way. Keep going, keep driving, keep trusting. You're still on the way to God's way. Even though it looks and feels like it's out of the way, you're still on your way to God's wonderful plan. And even when, not if, but even when this wonderful plan doesn't feel wonderful, look wonderful, and, and to be honest, it ain't that wonderful to you in this moment. 
He's still working everything. He's going to take that. He's going to take that. He's going to take this bad situation and this painful situation and this suffering and this loss and this grief and this tragedy. He's going to take all this stuff that happens to you and all this stuff you do and I do and don't do. He's going to take all this stuff through the consequences, through the trials, the errors and the judgment and the correction and the conviction. He's going to take all this stuff and he's going to work it together for good on the way to his way. So God does have our best interest in mind. It's all part of it, even the detour. And in the end, you and I will see that what we felt was out of the way was actually on the way the whole time. And we will be convinced more than ever how wonderful our God is for keeping us on the way to that wonderful plan all along. Let's pray. Dear Father, we need this. I need this. I wish I didn't need this. There are many days I don't want this because I'd rather not have the detour. I'd rather just have it the way I want it. But Father, we all know life doesn't go, often it doesn't go, like we hope, plan, even pray. And that often your best will come to us through detours. And, and even in spite of detours, you achieve your best for us. We we trust. By faith, we believe. And some days it takes a lot of faith to believe this, but we believe. And we declare that you have our best interest in mind. Even when the plan doesn't look and feel wonderful. And some of my friends that are gathered here and joining us online, they look at the plan and it doesn't look wonderful right now. And it certainly doesn't feel wonderful right now. So Father, may we get our eyes off the plan and get our eyes on you who takes all things and works them together for good and works them into your wonderful plan. And so in the end, it's not out of the way. It's on the way to where you're taking us. It's on the way to what you're teaching us. It's on the way for your purposes in our life, which is your way. So may we trust you especially on days when the detours are hard, the detours are long, the detours are so challenging. I ask that you give us peace. Increase our confidence, increase our faith, increase our trust in you. And like Joseph in Egypt, like Jesus on the cross, our lives... Our lives will be a testament to the fact that you're working everything together to a wonderful plan. May we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen.